All right, what's up, everybody? It is 1.09 a.m. on a Thursday evening, and I am sitting in the parking lot of a Wendy's. You don't want to know how I got here, but we are so back. We're not just back. We're so back. The reason I'm here today and not at home with my wonderful family sleeping as I should be is because I just cannot do anything the normal way. And this is something that I've learned. It's taken me a lot of time to learn this really important lesson. But the fact is, I have just come to accept this about myself. I have been on this adventure for five years now, almost. Five years I've been trying to find my way, trying to find a path, trying to find the one unique ideal model of the scholarly life, a new kind of scholarly life that's truly fit for the internet era. And if you've been with me for some time, you'll know that I have tried everything. I've tested every possible model. I've built and shipped and run every type of product and course and blog and YouTube and podcast and you name it. I've done it all. And I've learned so much. I don't regret any of it. But after all of this time, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is what I'm going to share with you today. And what it really boils down to is that you do not need any kind of playbook. You really can do this in your own way. There truly are no rules when it comes to building a successful, impactful, and financially sustainable life as an independent scholar, a life organized around reading, thinking, writing, and publishing your ideas at the highest level you possibly can and then building some monetization structures around that. There really are no rules. And it's even more than that. It's that if you are too concerned about the right playbook or what's your business model or figuring out what rules you're supposed to be playing by, you can destroy yourself. You can waste all of your time and energy. And even worse, you can lose the very magic at the bottom of this whole thing, the only thing that's going to make any of it work, you can lose that one precious thing. And in fact, if you just simply focus on that one precious thing and you do it intensely, consistently, everything else will work itself out. It's truly insane that this is a fact. And yet if I've learned anything over the past five years trying everything, it really is this one lesson that comes through most undeniably, it's just, it's hard to believe. It's hard to trust it and you lose faith in it. It's almost too good to be true. So you don't want to believe it. You feel like you have to be grinding. You have to be doing things you don't want to do. You have to pay your dues, doing X, Y, or Z thing that is not the magic because it's too good to be true that you could simply just do the magic. What I have learned is that you can simply just do the magic. I'm not saying I'm magic. I'm not saying I have anything special. I'm not saying I'm anything at all. Everyone has this kind of magic in very different ways that are very personal. But you already know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the real thinking, the real reading, the real stroke of insight, the vision, the epiphany, the beauty, the thing that you have inside of you that you have encountered. the very reason that you feel called to do whatever creative work you're interested in. You know what I mean when I say the magic. And the craziest thing about the internet is that you really can just do nothing other than that one thing. 
and everything else will just sort itself out. To prove this to you, or to really unpack it and explain it, let me tell you what's happened between now and the last podcast. The last podcast, I told you that the Other Life Company was really hitting a crossroad. Basically, the business model that I thought was going to be my business model basically just ran out of steam. It was more a function of COVID than I had realized. And just for a few different reasons, it became clear that's not going to be how I'm going to grow this into a real business. Whatever. At the time, though, it was very scary and stressful because as I'm all in on this, I have a child now. I left behind a very successful career to do all of this. It was a difficult reckoning. And I considered many different pathways. I considered raising money. I'm fortunate enough that there was one or two different opportunities in front of me to possibly do something like that. And I'm so grateful to the people who talked with me about that at length. And you know who, who you are. Thank you. But really, I had to go through all of those discussions and all of that reckoning. And at one point, people were actually ready to write me a check. I had to go through that to realize I don't truly want or need that, that money is not the bottleneck. And that really, I was in a rut because I just got disconnected from the main thing, the real thing, the magic, what I'm good at. The only reason you're listening to this podcast in the first place or anyone knows anything about my writing or whatever, I lost all of that because I was so fixated on what the business model was going to be and what system was I going to use and trying to nail it down into this formal thing that I could confidently grow into a big business. It really sucked out all of the truly meaningful creative energy. And that's why my business was on the rocks. And there are a few specific stories, things that I learned, things that happened to me that really drove this home to me, which probably I'll unpack at some other time. For instance, I met someone, a very successful and actually quite famous writer whose name you might recognize. I'll tell the story another time because it was incredibly impactful just meeting this person and, and talking with him for a few hours. I'll tell the story later because it deserves its own time and space. But the one I want to talk about today is something more concrete, which is that I basically just got a simple offer to do some paid work on the side, which I've generally avoided because I've been so proud. I've been telling myself I have to do my content, my business full-time or else I'm a failure. That's how I was thinking about it. It was really just pride. But in my mind, it was like, oh, if I do work on the side for money, then I'm going to get distracted. That's the beginning of the end. I'm just going to slowly drift into being a normal worker or something. But in fact, this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past six to 12 months, maybe even in my entire history so far as an independent scholar, is that actually, if you're educated and you have real ideas and you're a skilled writer and you have even a little bit of experience and success building a little brand for yourself, you do not realize how valuable that makes you to companies, to startups, to different types of organizations, often with deep pockets. And it is quite viable for you to get very well-paid work on the side that does not take you that much time or energy and is highly aligned with your own research that really drives tremendous value to a company or an organization. And frankly, 
I was just too proud to even really think about this. And I closed myself off to that for so long out of pride. But in this moment where my business was on the rocks and I just needed to be creative and open-minded, I took on some paid work, doing some writing work for a company, basically, essentially helping them with their content strategy, you could say. And I've just been doing that for the past month or so. And it has been awesome. Like seriously, amazing. They pay me very well, fairly, and I provide great value and they're incredibly pleased with it. And the key thing here is you do have to hold out for really cool companies that are doing interesting things genuinely related to what you're interested in. But if you can find that, you are so valuable and you have to remember that's incredibly hard to find value. You know what I mean? You can charge really nice rates if you have writing skills and an original angle and an ability to write content that makes sense in the internet era. It's very hard for startups, especially technical startups, doing complicated and sophisticated things with technology or whatever. Do you know how hard it is to find an actually educated, thoughtful, creative person who can simply with correct grammar and spelling and has some sense of brand and internet culture, it's just incredibly hard to find. And so if you have an, even a small audience, this is the big lesson that I want to share with you. You should absolutely be thinking about this and making yourself available to that and thinking more about it. And this has a, been a huge blind spot of mine for the past five years. I honestly did not realize how economically valuable I am just as a contract worker or consultant or however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. And I have found that it fits really nicely in my life. And it takes off a ton of economic pressure from the content. And basically, I'm now able to do exactly what I want with other life in exactly the way that I want. And I can reposition and redesign and reorient this entire company exactly as I want to, according just to whatever I think is cool and what I think is beautiful and true and most interesting. And I don't have to worry about driving revenue just to pay the bills. I need to update my book, The Independent Scholar. I'm going to add a whole section on this because it's like the final boss. Like it's the big thing I never really fully realized or appreciated because I looked down on it. I saw it as defeat almost if I were to take paid work on the side. But no, it's just another tool in the toolkit. And, and that speaks to the larger point here, which is what I'm really realizing with all of this is that this whole creator economy, building an independent platform for yourself, it's really a completely general and flexible form of social, economic, and cultural power, essentially. You don't need to have some super specific playbook or business model where you're going to scale your operation to seven figures in X amount of time or something like that. That's always how I thought about it. And it actually just completely misses the nature of all of this. The true nature of all of this is you read great books, you study deep, important, significant work that most people don't have the time or energy or skill or patience or focus to study. You really learn secrets about what is true and what is good that are deep and original. And you just go and you get those by study, by reflection, by writing and developing that perspective. And then by publishing it into the world, 
whether that's in writing or podcasts or YouTube, whatever, as you build your body of work and you put your perspective out there and you develop it and cultivate it, incredibly interesting, smart, and bold people are going to find you through it. And then with that network, you don't even have to have some specific thing that you're selling or some business model or game plan. You don't need to have anything. You just do that as intensely and as consistently as you can for as long as you can. And pretty much through that, you can do whatever you want. You can do products if you want to, you can do courses, you can do a, a software product, you can just get amazing gigs and contracts to do paid work, whatever. The point here, and this is what I've realized, is that all of those economic possibilities and opportunities and payoffs, they will come. And in fact, you will be surrounded by them if you are simply and truly pursuing excellence in your study, in your thinking, in your ideas, and in what you're putting out into the world. If you're just truly trying to discover the truth and share it as courageously and as consistently as possible, you are going to be surrounded by economic opportunity at all times. And you don't have to worry about what your business model is or what your game plan is exactly. You just don't. I know it sounds crazy, but you just don't. What you have to worry about is simply protecting the time and the focus and reading great work and learning to write and with patience and courage. And you just have to do it and not worry about what you're selling and not worry about the system that you're building and not worry about your workflows and your standard operating procedures and documenting your business and formalizing your business model and having a 10-year plan to have X revenue. Like You just don't have to worry about that stuff. That's the craziest thing is if you don't worry about that stuff and you're truly just focused on the magic and pursuing excellence consistently and publicly, you pretty much can't fail. And this is really the first time in my life that I truly feel that. I, I feel like I've truly made it only now in a way because I was humble enough to just realize, oh, no matter what happens, I can always get well-paid work just from my incredible network and the brand that I have and proving that I know things and that I can execute and I know a thing or two about content or whatever. Like I've made it. I don't have to worry. Of course, I can think about the ideal business model that I want and the ideal system that I want to pursue and cultivate, but that should be a fun thing, not a anxious, tense, worrisome thing. And for me, I'll be totally honest with you, for the past five years, it's been generally a worrisome intense thing. I'm terrified of being poor. I'm terrified of failing. And it's made me so tense and at times unproductive. And yeah, so that's basically what I'm getting at. And that's what I'm trying to share with you. And this is how I solved the rut that I was in and what really felt like a kind of existential problem. That's how I solved it. I realized I could just get very good and frankly, edifying, even fun, almost work using my skills to create great value for a company that has money. And now I can build specifically the business that I want. I have every intention of pulling other life into a highly successful operation that I will do full-time for the most part in my life. I'm still completely confident about that and focused on that. But it's also just great to know that I can just get paid work whenever. I feel so much more relaxed and confident now, actually. That's the one specific thing I want to leave you all with. If you're trying to do this kind of thing, 
you should really think about this. Think about what that kind of paid work would look like for you and keep it in your back pocket. Pursue it or just make it, make yourself available to it and don't be proud and don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But the more general and truly insane liberating implication here is that I don't have to play anyone else's playbook. And frankly, it's so obvious now. It's crazy to me that this was obscure to me all this time and now it's crystal clear. Other Life is an art project, essentially. It's not, it is a business. I have courses and products of different kinds, but it's an art project. The money is a byproduct. It'll work itself out. This is a passionate, idiosyncratic, personal creative project. And that's what the other life is. That's the real crazy thing is that only through this roundabout path am I really learning what other life even means. This is what the other life is. It's always something else. You can never quite pin it down. You can't formalize it. You can't technically build a specific business model around it. Once you do that, it's not the other life. It's just normal life. The other life is about recklessly, passionately pursuing the call to seek the truth and to express it in one's own way. No matter what the economic implications, you just do that because you have to do that because it's good to do that because it's beautiful to do that. And because it's the only life worth living. And if you do it with any degree of talent or consistency or passion, probably you need some minimum level of all of those things. But I think the bar is actually quite lower than you might realize. But if you just have those ingredients and you do it, the economic opportunity will always be there. And that is the absolutely absurd but true radical fact of this whole creator economy internet era that we're living through. So for me, the next few years of other life is just simply remembering this and trusting it. And I'll be honest, this is essentially what it means to have faith in a larger sense. You have to believe that seeking and expressing the truth to the best of your ability is intrinsically good. And even if it makes no sense economically, if you do it, only good things can happen. And a subset of those good things are economic things. It is completely absurd that this is in fact the structure of our situation as humans. And yet everything I've ever done in my entire life has proven this to be true. I'll even go one step further. This is one of the reasons why I believe God is real. Because when you really see the structure in the nature of things, you almost have to just drop to your knees and thank God because it's just too good to be true. And yet it is. The hard part is remembering it. And that's what I'm focusing on now. The Other Life Project is a testament to this fact, and I hope to always remain true to it. I will build a business and I will have different monetized products and I will make that bigger and better over time, but only as a secondary process. For the past five years, I've been obsessed with all of that stuff as a primary process, and that is the crux of the matter. And that is why we are so back. All right, I hope you found this useful. In any event, that's an update. Other Life will now return to its regularly scheduled programming. Podcasts will resume, the writing will resume, and most importantly now, all of our community events and initiatives and the stuff we're doing within the network will continue. But with a renewed consciousness of what it is we're really doing and what this is really all about. Thanks for listening, as always. 
I love you all. Go read something good. Go write something real and put it out there into the world. And stay in touch. Until next time, I'm Justin Murphy. This is Other Life.